Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. Baron did a good job. I gave him all my jerky. He did. And he invited us into his cabin to uh, rest up while we waited for Saloon's gates to appear, I think is what it was. Uh-huh. And then he gave us some tips about what not to touch in Saloon's realm and kind of where to walk once we're in there. We weren't supposed to pick the flowers. Yeah. The nectar's not for us. Yeah. And then, so, we ended up leaving the cabin and then walked to the main gates where we found... Were they more... Was it more werebears or was it werewolves? werewolves. All right, so, uh, you get to the gates of the moon. Right, and Yorn gave us a uh, trinket of sorts to prove that he blessed our entry. That's true. Uh, so we presented that to the werewolves. They opened the door, reminded us about the nectar... So we continued through to kind of where the main palace is. I forget the beginning, but it's a marsh. You were warned about moon dust or moon motes. Yep. And then we had a visit from one of the saloons. One of the shards. A shard, right. Not included. And she kind of leans forward, and you're all stunned mm-hmm. by this the moonlit radiance of this incredibly tall celestial. I, I whisper, Iraq, is that her? I don't know. <laughs> she says in this voice that sounds like sadness filled with hope, almost melodic, she says. You have a gift for Saloon. You Master know. Dwarf. See, I take off my helm again. Uh-huh. As this is Baron's chief way of showing respect. <laughs> it's like, look, you can brain me if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I've exposed my most uh, valuable resource. Well, so what are you? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I pull out my bag, take off this uh, silk-wrapped statuette, and undo it while holding it in the palm of my hand and without looking her in the eye okay. I just hold it up she kind of reaches down her palm and she kind of scoops it up out of your hand even though she is ginormous there is this sense of incomparable grace mm. in all of her movements and she picks it up and she looks at it and she says ah well done master dwarf you may continue to the glow marsh. Give Vadanya my greetings. Vidanya. Saloon is most pleased. And she kind of lifts up into the air and kind of begins to make her way on. I knew the statue was a good idea. That was good. I think that was a shard. Okay. Oh, you think that was a shard? Yeah. Oh. You notice now that there is this light blue-ish moonlight sort of haze that seems to wind along the trail in front of you. Nice. 
And as you go, you notice that the haze dissipates. You want to follow it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> to a T. To a T. Yes, indeed. It would seem that Saloon was so pleased that she offered to guide you straight to the Glow Marsh. Again, you have no idea how long has passed. Not really seen any place to stop or to eat, to stop and eat and to rest or to camp. Uh, you kind of eat as you walk. <laughs> I suck honey out of my beard. It feels like you have been walking for a, a, a long time. But it's tough to say because the moon is shining. There's no passage. There's no real passage of time. The moon resides here, if you will. Until finally you come across what looks like marshland. Only you notice that there is a slight glow to the water. And off in the distance, across what looks like an insurmountable sea, you see something gold and round. And the color is such a difference to the color that you've experienced that it's, it's shocking, almost. And you see that the trail that you've been following kind of winds its way through this marsh towards that sea. The uh, gold... Circle? Mm-hmm. I guess we keep walking toward it. Yeah, it's, it looks rather wheel-like, doesn't it? Oh, I didn't put that together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice I keep smarts. Yeah. Yep. No brain damage here. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> <laughs> you continue to make your way through the marsh. It's wet. It's cool. You're getting wet. Your feet are getting wet. But it's not terribly deep. It's the, the path that's highlighting seems to be falling, winding you way in such a way that, that none of you are getting... Oh, man, I bet our steps make little ripples. And oh, yeah. it's just almost visually, like, confusing. Finally, you see, as you make your way through the marsh, and you kind of climb through some grass, you see a small dock. And you see a boat, small boat next to the dock. And on the other side of the dock, you see uh, a table. And you see one of those elves, one of those platonic ideals of elves, kind of pearlescent, long ears, seated there. And you see that the path leads right up this sort of smoke that you've been following, this moon smoke, leads right to them and dissipates. This must be Venadra or whatever she said. I would agree. Let's go uh, give the regards. I give the regards, but all she said was that I give my regards. I know. I think you're right. It was a shard, though. A, a smart thing to say would have been, and who might we say gives the regards? Well, but I was very distracted by the light show. Yeah. I think we can describe. I'm sure there's not a lot of those just sitting around. Okay. So. So I make my way onto the dock. She says, ah. You have taken quite a chance in coming here. Oh, so much to unpack. Stop it. I can't give you inspiration. (laughs) I can't can't do you the DM. (laughs) Um, I nod and I say, the shard sends her regards. Ah, yes. Oh, thank God. I'm Vidanya, and I can ferry you to the Great Wheel. It is there, across the sea, and she points towards that huge golden circle. 
that looks almost like a coin. What would the cost be for this service? Mm. It is a game of chance. Do you wish to play? I take one step behind Erock. Yeah, yeah, this is my turn. Yes! <laughs> she says, Very well. She kind of motions over to the table. Alright, so who's anting in? Now this is a this is a three card stud setup, so we're <laughs> Ooh, gambling dice have come out. In order to travel to Timora's realm, you must beat me in this game. We will play Hazard of the Moon. The rules are quite simple. You will take these dice, and she kind of waves her hand, and two six-sided dice appear on the table in front of you. Each of you gets three throws of the dice. You must pick a number, five, six, seven, eight, or nine. And then you must wager on whether or not you believe you can throw that number. Those who are not throwing may wager on whether or not their friend will throw that number. Then you throw the dice. If you match that number, you double your wager and you win. If you throw and you don't match the number, but it is a five, six, seven, eight, or nine, then your next throw must match that number. If you do, you will earn half your wager. If it does not match, but it is of the acceptable numbers, then you may toss a third time. And finally, for your third throw, you must match the very first number that you considered. If you match that very first number, you get your wager back. You each will have one turn at the game, but only one of you need win, and I will ferry all three. That's first. boring of you. Uh, I'm going to watch you guys play first. Okay. Also, I've... before that happens, though, given my intelligence of 20, yes. would I not know the probabilities of these rolls? You would know that 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9 on two six-sided dice are, are pretty good. But would I not know which one is more common out of that range? Mm, I don't know. How... Mathy really is Iraq. Well, you can't get above 20 in intelligence in terms of humans. It's true. Dwarves. It's true. So I walk up, okay, and I pick up the die, and I say, I state a number. State the number you wish to throw for and place your wager. And I say, seven. Seven. Seven heaven. What's your wager? My wager is money. Place your wager. And I reach into my bag and I pull out, as a, as a sort of a gesture to the moon place we're in, mm-hmm. I do not pull gold from my okay. bag. I pull 50 platinum pieces. Wow, 50 platinum, all right. And I put it on the table. Okay. This is why I do not make my living gambling. She turns and looks at you, Aspen, and you, Iraq, and, say, and says, place your wager for or against. Do I have to wager? That's the game. I throw down. She kind of lean. She kind of points over her shoulder towards the big golden circle, mm-hmm. and she says, "Luck is all we have." Well, I throw down 
two silver. Okay. Because I feel like Baron threw down a whole lot of money there. <laughs> yes. And I say, I don't think he's going to hit seven. Okay. E-Rock? I put down 50 platinum. Wow. All right. Because it's material money, that doesn't matter to me. <laughs> okay. For or against? Against. Okay. We're trying to encourage you by giving you motivation. That's good. Wrong. Yeah, they both bet against you. There are no skills or any magic or anything here to be applied, right? This nothing. Is literally just nothing. the dice decide. These dice and this game of chance are constructed by Timora herself. There is no way. It is pure chance, baby. First roll. Seven. Seven. Look at that. All right, well, Aspen, you lose two silver. Yep. E-Rock, you lose 50 platinum. Baron, you make 100 platinum. And we win the game. We did it! Yay! She says, she says, well done. Well done. She looks over at you, Aspen, she says, come, your turn. But and I push I them over we, to... <laughs> I thought we just won. All three must play, though only one win is needed. Oh, okay. So well, here. you know, I guess I'll try and roll a five, because, and then, uh... You're going to try and roll a five, okay? Yeah. Asma's going to try and roll a five. What are you going to wager? I'll throw down ten plat. Ten plat. All right. Baron? Iraq? I push my 50 back up, and mm-hmm. I say, I'm 50 against. Okay. Going 50 against, Iraq? 50 against. Another 50. These dice are from Lake Tahoe. All right. Lake Tahoe of the Moon. <laughs> Lake Tahoe of the Moon. All right, Aspen. Lake Timora. Your first toss. Three. Three. I'm out. You are out. So, you gain 50 back. You gain your 50 back. And you are out 10 platinum, Aspen. If you're enjoying this Heroes Not Included episode, you can follow us on Twitter at HNI underscore podcast for the latest news and show updates. Also, please consider becoming a patron. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcast, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Okay, E-Rock. 20 platinum. 20 platinum. Seven. Seven as well, okay. Baron? I will go 54. Ooh, okay. I go 10 against. Ooh, okay. Platinum? Mm-hmm. All right, E-Rock. First toss. Oh, eight. So eight. Oh, all right. So now, Aspen, you get 10 platinum. Baron, you're out 50 platinum. All right. Now you have to roll an eight for your second toss. Eight. Hey, bravo. All right. So you get back 10 of the 20 that you wagered. She says, well done. Two out of three ain't bad. Now, come and push your luck. The uh, planar elf, if you will, um, 
had agreed that if you all wanted the game, that they would ferry you to the Great Wheel. And you uh, walk to the end of this dock, and you can see that this whole the whole Gates of the Moon region is starting to grow brighter. She says, oh. She says, it is a shame that you are going to the Great Wheel, for the full moon approaches, and there are few places more beautiful in all the world than the Gates of the Moon when it is full. Oh, we could chill for a bit. Yeah, it's cool. We don't have to yeah. go right now. You got sandwiches? <laughs> <laughs> you got sandwiches? She looks up and she goes, You have a day, so do not tarry, for you will have to come back this way. All right. I look at the end of the pier for any sort of vessel. Yep. There is a boat, and it looks it looks like you would be lucky to get, pretty, to get in any distance in this boat. <laughs> You see little bubbles or water bubbling up into it, holes. It looks like it's been patched. I say, it's a fine vessel. <laughs> she says, climb aboard. Are you sure? With a little luck. Uh, I reach down and put my hand over one of the bubbles and I mend it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I can do that too. We can just sit there and do <laughs> One minute. <laughs> I need that spray, that stuff that you uh, you spray on a screen and you can use it as a boat. Have you seen that oh, commercial? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you attempt to you attempt to mend these, and the holes just kind of show up again. Well, oh. huh. <laughs> well, we tried. I carefully place my foot in the boat it's and then slowly the be- <laughs> and slowly begin bearing my weight down into just, it. Just you know, it seems to hold. You, you can feel where parts of the wood feel waterlogged. Ugh, I'm glad I'm wearing mithril armor. I just walk right into it. I'll, I'll sink slower. Yeah. You'll, I'll have time to think about how much it sucks drowning me. Well, as soon as she steps in, the boat takes off at high speed. <laughs> I grab my helmet. And it's kind of going across the waves a little bit like this. It's a little choppy. I fan out my beard, so okay. it like splits <laughs> halfway. <laughs> just like... Aspen is likewise holding onto his hat. Okay. <laughs> As you're making your way across the water, you see a spot where it looks like the water ends, like an infinity pool, (laughs) and the boat just keeps on going. And as it goes, you literally see the water just go away. Hmm. And as you turn around and look, you can see that you've literally sailed right off the edge of this supercontinent. (laughs) You see the water just tumbling down like a massive waterfall as it turns into steam because it gets superheated by the underside of this great continent, which you see is covered in molten rock and volcanoes. And as you kind of head out into the air, quote-unquote, you notice that there's not really anything out here. Are we just going into blackness? It's not black. You can see the moon as it's starting to come up over the gates of the moon. And you can see out in front of you this, this golden light. It looks like it's coming from, you know, like a city on the horizon. But there's no real horizon, mm-hmm. right? It's just kind of like, and you're off into this part of the plane where, <laughs> you know, whoever made the plane just never got around to creating anything. Nothing's <laughs> rendering. It's tough to tell where you are. You can turn around, as you turn around and see, you can see other continents. Okay. And you can see other floating continents running into each other. Um, you can see the continent you just left. Like I said, you, you can see the moon casting light 
at you. I mean, I imagine it's a little bit how the astronauts must have felt mm-hmm. leaving uh, the microgravity of immediate orbit mm-hmm. of Earth as they headed out towards the moon, right? There's the moon, this little dot. There's the Earth. And we're out here between them. <laughs> and the letters on the dashboard are the only thing that give me any notion of orientation. Right? And you're, just, you're looking in front of you and you're going, well, the computer says we're still headed in the right way. <laughs> it's a little disconcerting, but the golden light begins to glow brighter and brighter. Until finally, you see structures begin to form and take shape. It's as though you are sailing up upon some kind of transcendent version of Caesar's palace. (laughs) You see, shining with a golden glow that contrasts starkly to the silvery light that you left behind in Saloon's realm. Seven earth moats, floating earth islands. And what they're floating, you do not know. Connected by these lofty gold bridges. And you can see, as you get closer, all manner of humanoids and planar creatures milling about, walking along the bridges, going in and out of buildings. Is this all business, or do you think we can take in a show? <laughs> I want to know if there are tigers. Yeah. Oh I heard there were tigers here. Planar tigers? A couple. <laughs> as uh, you approach, you see that there are all kinds of craft. Some look like airships. Some look like sailing boats. Oh, I thought you meant like candles and got really excited. (laughs) (laughs) But you see a variety of yachts and sailboats and, you know, I mean, all kinds of crafts that people have used to get to this point. And she kind of maneuvers the boat you're in so that you approach this dock. And as you get up to where the dock is, you can see the main palace structure the largest of the buildings that is on the, the earth moats. And the gate is shaped like a large coin. It opens down the middle and emblazoned on this massive coin gate is a portrait of Timora, smiling, of course. And the coin is so large that you see incredibly large planar creatures, like a pit fiend, walk through and look dwarfed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all manner of creatures are filing in, milling out. Some are leaving, some are coming and going. Uh, this looks like a very happening place. The boat you're in comes to a stop, and she says, Welcome to the Great Wheel. Uh, do, uh, thank you. Do we tip? Do we tip her? Hmm? We... No, you do don't tip it. anyone. Okay, just they should be happy to have it. I bow and I say thank you and step up onto the okay. pier. Y'all climb up onto the pier? Yeah. Yep, I bound out of the boat. Mm-hmm. I say thanks as I walk out. She says, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> as you walk uh, down the pier, it immediately kind of rolls on. You walk off the pier and onto land. And every part of the land has been manicured. Stone pathways. They're made of gold and other precious metals. Shrubbery. And uh, bushes and roses and plants and flowers and... Everything it looks as though it was all laid out. Is it apparent where the light is coming from? It looks to just be. Mm. Hmm. Almost as though, like I said, the buildings themselves have a golden glow about them. But yeah, you're not sure. Does it feel like sunlight, though, or does it feel like artificial light? Are there shadows? 
there's shadows, and it feels like sunlight in a way. I mean, it feels a little bit like dusk. Okay. Sunlight. But yeah, you see Yugoloths and pit fiends. And Is there a visitor center? Dwarves and elves and humans and all kinds of creatures making their way in and out of the main casino. And we're in a, maybe a, we're like in a courtyard before the main casino? Yep. You do notice that all of the paths of the courtyards either lead to one of the bridges or lead to the palace. The palace is the main casino. The, this, the one that you're in front of is the main casino of, of the seven. Okay. Yeah. Guess we should go I would there. guess the biggest one. What I know of gods. They're usually a bit ostentatious. Are they size queens? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, behold my two-foot statue. (laughs) (laughs) Worship me. I'm I'm a bit uncomfortable by the different, many of the different creatures I'm seeing, but uh, I I try to um, not show it. Your hammer takes one look at the the devils and demons walking into the place and is like, oh, we can clean up here. I hold up like, (laughs) shh. We were in someone else's home. <laughs> and I pushed, pushed back down. We should smash them. <laughs> Good thing he speaks dwarvish. Yeah. Dwarvish. <laughs> um, I say that we head in and just figure out what's going on. Yeah, let's try to find a guard or something. Or a host. Yeah. Oh. What do they do? I'm hoping here? for a concierge. Yeah. Yep. One of those. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just kind of walk. Okay. As you walk through the coins, you realize that their size is just enormous. And uh, your dwarven sensibilities, both of you, can tell that immediately, yeah, it is pure gold. Mm. You guess that the coin must be somewhere in the range of 85 to 100 feet wow. high in diameter. I'm not crushing itself under its own weight. This is good work. It's good work. It's impressive. <laughs> might have something to do with a little divine magic. Yeah. <laughs> be a part of that scenario. As you make your way inside, you see an expansive space filled with all manner of games of chance. Groups of people celebrating, commiserating, and drinking. It seems that people come here from all over the plains to try their luck. Some are most likely petitioners who are lucky in life, and others have more gold than sense who come looking for a little fun. And it's as though you walked into the largest casino floor you could imagine games of chance spreading as far as the eye can see. And you see Aladrin and a variety of other humanoids making their way through the crowd, taking drink orders. But yeah, as far as you can see, and you see people, a variety of humanoids uh, milling through, taking drink orders, passing out drinks, etc. Well, you ask, thinking about where he's at, he turns around very quickly. Hmm? And expects to see someone he needs to talk to. Okay. <laughs> so we're all sitting there taking it, and you just go, hey! <laughs> and, and I go, hello! Oh. You see an elf walk up, holding a platter. And she says, ah, are you thirsty? I'm like, wow, this place is awesome! And I go, yeah. I need to speak to Timora. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, honey, are you thirsty? You need a room? Well, does that get... I, it's a very important business. I must speak with Tybora. How, how does one do that here? I don't know. Guess you'll just have to try your luck. Should what I... about your friends? <laughs> Should we get a room? 
mean, I mean, we're gonna want to sleep eventually. What happens in Timora's palace? I mean, stays I, in Timora's palace. I mean, I gotta admit, all the lights make make not, Gore feel a bit wheezy, woozy. Not not into it. Swept up, I guess you could say, in the possibilities. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I, I think I will have a drink. All right. She says, what you drinking, honey? Um, something strong. There's nothing on this platter. She reaches onto the platter and pulls off a mug and hands it to you. And, uh, <laughs> having ad- adopted the scenery, I pull out one of the platinum pieces I want and go, thanks, honey. <laughs> <laughs> she lets you drop, she puts, the, she moves the platter over towards where you are and you drop it on the platter and it disappears. Doesn't even make a sound. Mm-mm. You're welcome, Grayson. Later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because no. magic. <laughs> I, I'm still wide-eyed, looking around. I start sipping on my drink. You feel it immediately rush through your head. Whoa, that's strong. <laughs> and uh, you get about a quarter of the way through, and you feel flushed in the face. You, the tips of your fingers feel a little numb. I say, Iraq. I think I could double our winnings. <laughs> well, what I'm, winnings? <laughs> Our winnings. Uh, ours. Yes. Yeah. Just right. How much you got on you? Like, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm feeling really confident. Very, very interesting. I don't know. Like about a thousand gold. Oh yeah. <laughs> you want, let's go turn it into two thousand. Yeah, sure, buddy. Yeah, go ahead. Guys, guys, we're we're here for a purpose. Right. Time oh, shoot. Yeah. And I immediately <laughs> hop around again. <laughs> you hop around again. And go hello. And you see uh, this time you see an Aladrin standing there with a platter and saying. You thirsty, hon? Uh, I need you to really speak. should try this. Uh, I'm good, thanks. Uh, I need to speak to Tamar. You notice that Baron is now swaying <laughs> a little bit. Not we, uncommon, so the first few sips, His entire face is flushed. The Ooh, first uh, sips were real burny, but man, it's smooth now. Yeah, it's you're really pretty smooth. red. You're looking good. <laughs> you're looking good. <laughs> looking good. Feels well? Guess you better press your luck. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find all our episodes on Podbean and on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally... Our podcast is supported by Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, Amy Trout, and Matt Mitten, along with all our awesome patrons. To become a patron and gain access to our special patron-only podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next time, be the hero. Be the hero.